This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. All right. Hello, mindful listeners. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the show. This is such an exciting topic. I'm just going to introduce it right at the top here because I um, it's so timely for me because I've been having these conversations about doing a heart opening ceremony with plant medicine. Okay, what's that? Well, I was talking to a really, really good friend of mine who was explaining to me that she had, and she quoted, she said, and I quote, a dysfunctional upbringing around spirituality and religion. And as an adult, she has been struggling with it because she's a bit of a science nerd. But she has been lately being pulled to this side of her. Like, what is my spirituality? What, who, who am I in this realm? Well, I have an incredible guest that's going to help us bridge science and spirituality and talk about healing from significant trauma. And guess what? Opening our hearts. I'm going to introduce her right now. I'm going to bring Christina Lopez up to the show. We're going to ask her about her distinguishments and her background, but she's a trained clinician, a life coach, a spiritual teacher, and an entrepreneur. She reaches hundreds of thousands weekly through her very popular YouTube channel, and she helps clients achieve life-changing breakthroughs through her online programs and spiritual retreats. She is the person I want to talk to right now. So Christina Lopez, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Just to uh, correct you a little bit on my last name, it's Lopes. Everybody says Lopez, but it's uh, a little, it's, it's Portuguese. It not is that, Lopes. Yeah. <laughs> it's and she's Portuguese, calling in from that. Portugal. And so, well, thank you for that correction, because I bet no you get God. that all of the time. All the time, all the time, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's with an S instead of a Z, but it's a very, very common last name. So, um, yes, yeah, but very common Lopes. Spanish last name. Yeah, no problem. Well, I was I was born Holly Lucille Smith with a very common um, American last name. And when I was graduating from uh, medical school, uh, my grandmother, who I was born or who I was named after, was passing, and I was very close to her. And so I just I lopped off Smith legally and became Holly Lucille. Most people don't know that, but um, but That's same really thing. Cool. Yeah, very very <laughs> common uh, American last name of Smith. So Lopes, L O P E S. So I sit corrected Correct. right now. Christina Lopes, <laughs> tell us a little bit. So I see DPT and MPH after your name, and I yeah. want my listeners to understand those distinguishments and your training and a little bit more about you before we get into this this lovely, um, deep subject. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I uh, initially, I was a clinician for a really long time. I was a physical therapist with a, a specialty in neuropediatrics. So the DPT is a doctor of physical therapy. Um, and then um, always a lifelong student and, you know, continuously learning. So before my spiritual awakening, I, I kind of accomplished that learning through, uh, you know, traditional university college degrees. And so after, um, after almost a decade uh, practicing, I went back to school and I, um, I got a, an MPH that's a master's of public health at Johns Hopkins. Um, and so did that. And then it was interesting because right after I finished that degree, that's literally when, when my spiritual awakening started. So, um, I went right into a really, really profound spiritual awakening. And, and initially I thought, okay, you know, that the clinical part of my life is going to be over. I'm clearly going off to in, on this other path that I don't really know, you know, the details of what it's going to be, but my, my clinical years are over. And, and I did that for a little while. 
until um, I started to notice that people actually connected um, a lot with me through my more spiritual understanding, um, mm. my more scientific understanding of spirituality. So it was that bridging of spirit and science um, that people kept commenting on, and 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 so you know the universe has works in mysterious ways. So I, I didn't I I end up using my clinical background every day in the work that I continuously do, even though I'm no longer practicing as a physical therapist. Yeah, well, yeah, it's all it's all inside of you, and so. You use the the term your own spiritual awakening, and I think it would be helpful for the listeners, especially from your point of view, um, to to understand what what does that mean for you, and maybe then what what that means for them. Because as I was saying at the top of the show, I this is so timely for me personally because I've been having these conversations, um, and as you said, you you bridge this this deep science background that you have in training um, with now the spiritual work secondary to a spiritual awakening. So could you just kind of flush that out for us and um, sort of maybe share what happened and what that really, those words mean? Yeah. So I think for, for a lot of people still on the planet, a spiritual awakening is usually triggered by something dramatic happening in their lives. So, and that's the majority of people that I've worked with. And I, I've worked with thousands of people and the majority of people still up until recently have been waking up that way. And the way that I would define a spiritual awakening in the simplest terms is that you just become, you enter into a different level of consciousness. You become aware of very deep existential questions that didn't cross your mind before. So, you know, majority of us, we kind of, uh, where we grow up in a certain culture, in a certain society, in a certain family, and we end up being programmed by all of these beliefs and we end up living a life that, that is sort of expected. You know, we, we grow up, we go to college, we get a job, we get married, we have kids, we, you know, the white picket fence thing and maybe a dog. And, and at some point for a lot of us, this is how we've spent, you know, our entire lives. But then there comes a, a moment, and this is happening to millions of people around the world now, especially precipitated by the COVID pandemic. There's this moment where you just kind of, there's a switch that goes off and you say to yourself, what? There has got to be more to my life than this. And to me, that's one of the deepest uh, questions that trigger a spiritual awakening is when the person says, there has got to be more to my life than this. Please show me, what is it? What is it? Because that starts a quest for a lot of us. And so for the majority of people and in my life also, the spiritual awakenings, that moment where you go, no, like the, nope, not doing this, not doing my life this way anymore. Like uh, the, something's got to give, I, I'm moving in a different direction. Those triggers come from either loss or some kind of something painful happening. In my case, it was the sudden loss of my marriage. Um, for other people that I've worked with, it was an accident or a near death experience, or they lost their mm. job unexpectedly, or they lost all their money. Something really big happened where they lost all control of their lives. So it was just the rug of life was pulled from underneath them. And, and that was their triggering moment to start asking these deeper questions and going into seeking the answer to these deeper questions. Now there's mm. another, there's another interesting segment though, and I'm coming into contact with more and more of those people. These are the people usually younger. It's very interesting. There's a wave of people that are waking up and I'm really happy about this because spiritual awakenings are now happening, happening in a more spontaneous way without the need for suffering and pain. Pain. 
And a lot of mm. spiritual teachers have been talking about this, that that's really the evolution of consciousness, that that we can wake up, that we can go into these deeper existential questions, that we can go into to deeper aspects of ourselves, what shamans would call altered states of consciousness. You can sure. go into these altered states of consciousness without being through suffering and through pain. And so I've had thousands of people reach me, usually younger people. So I'm, I'm even having teenagers now reach me. Um, teenagers, you know, adolescents, 14, 15 year old kids that are reaching me on my YouTube channel and leaving comments and sending me emails and just saying, Hey, you know, I was just living a normal life. And then one day I, I went hiking and, and I connected with a tree or I was in on the beach and suddenly I just sat there and I could feel myself connected to the waves and to, and to the universe and to the flowers. And this is a spontaneous spiritual awakening that's occurring without any kind of, of negative trigger or any kind of painful trigger. And that is happening to more and more people. And, and that really excites me. But at the end of the day, how you awaken is, is really, um, it's a little bit, you know, they may be a little bit different, but the, the end goal is the same. And, and that's that we start asking deeper questions and we start to seek for deeper answers than what we've been normally living day to day, um, in our regular mm. lives on this planet. All right. So, well, I mean, thank you so much for listening to the way that universe has nudged you along, including trauma from, a losing a, a marriage suddenly, um, and just waking up and leaning in deeper. I think this is amazing. And you, you mentioned, you know, this healing can happen without going through much pain, because I think people do associate, let's say, um, trauma, and then getting into sort of standard, like talk therapy or psychotherapy. Um, can you talk about what's different using spiritual tools to heal trauma versus that standard psychotherapy um, that people might lean towards or want when something like this traumatic happens in their lives. Yeah. I think that, you know, psychotherapy has its place and it's had its place, especially in Western society, because in Western society, we've divorced ourselves from heart intelligence. If you look at any, any ancient shamanic tradition on the planet, all of them, even the ones that were completely disconnected from each other, they had no way of communicating thousands and thousands of years ago because they were so far away from each other. But if you look at the history of shamanic cultures around the world, there's always some sort of heart wisdom in, in in, in their um, in their teachings, and as soon as we hit the age of enlightenment, um, and we started to advocate the the predominance of the mind over the body, and that still exists actually in personal development circles and in spirituality circles, there is still that feeling that there's mind over body, and that the mind has somehow a superior intelligence to the rest of us, and so. When, when we, and that's where psychotherapy comes in, because when, when you are, when you grow up and you're embedded in a culture that gives priority to the mind, well, when something goes wrong, what are you going to turn to? The first thing you're going to turn to is you, you want things mentally explained to you because that is the vehicle that's been most accepted. And so that's, you know, psychotherapy continues to have its place, but in my opinion, and, and this is coming from working with so many people who have taken the psychotherapy route first before reaching me. What ends up happening in psychotherapy is that a lot of times, and I'm sure you know many of your listeners can can identify this. Uh, this happened to me too, also a couple of times. There comes a point where psychotherapy can only take you so far because the level that you need to heal at is deeper than the mind, and and we know this already. Even scientifically, we already know that trauma is housed biologically in the, in the body, mm. that, that trauma can be housed in the body. So if trauma is housed in the body, how can you access it through the mind? Mm. 
There's got to be something deeper and there is something deeper. And that's where the spiritual tools come in. And, you know, we can go very, very deep in terms of spiritual tools. I, I tend to work, I have a mixed bag of tools when working with clients because I have some clients that reach me through my scientific background. And so they're not particularly a spiritual, whereas I have other people that reach me and they're completely woo-woo spiritual. And so they want to go all the way. They want to talk about chakras. They want to, they right. want to go into the electromagnetic field. They want to go into the body. They want to go into feminine energy and to understand how to communicate with the body, knowing that the body has an innate intelligence, that the 40 trillion cells that compose our human mm. body, they are sentient, they are intelligent, and the intelligence of the body is in no way inferior to the intelligence of the mind. And so if you start to go into these more spiritual tools, what ends up happening is you go beyond what the mind could have ever offered you. Sometimes when we stay at the level of the mind, we end up talking in circles. And this happens to a lot of people who go to psychotherapy for 20 years in a row and they get there and it's the same story. Oh, so tell me how you feel. So let's go through this. So what happened mm. to you when you were four years old? And we end up being stuck on a hamster wheel of just constantly rehashing our stories. It turns out also, you know, that research has shown us that the more you re rehash memories, the more the memories actually start to be molded by your beliefs. So it's really, really interesting. So if you stay at the level of the mind, you're only going to heal at the level of the mind. And mm. trauma is much deeper than, than the mind, yeah. much deeper. No, that makes sense. You know, I was, I actually was talking to the same friend and we were, t you were talking about these, how many cells we have, and they all have ears. They're listening. Mm. They're listening. All of I these cells that. in our bodies are, they all have ears and they're listening to us. And it, it makes sense to I me. Mean, of course, we've, we've understood and we've known for a long time that your thoughts become your words and your words become your actions and all of that good stuff. And it's like, but it even it's just your thoughts, the thoughts that you wake up every day and you have about yourself. It's like, you think that they're silent and nobody is listening, but you know, who's listening is your body is listening. And it makes sense to me what you're saying then, especially when people have harbored trauma and they're holding on to it, or they're still speaking from their wounds that going deeper and excavating that and bringing that unconscious into the conscious and working with it from more of a quote-unquote spiritual way is much deeper than staying at the mind level so that that makes a lot of sense and it's amazing to me you use this whole science background i mean being getting a doctorate is is, is no joke right you I mean there's a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was actually one of the first things my my mom said when I when I uh, when I quit my job and I and I said okay I'm going off on this path and my mom just kind of put her hands on her head and she's like I can't believe you just spent like you know ten years of your life getting right. a degree <laughs> to then not use it anymore and it, you know it, 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 my mom is very earthy so it, it it made sense I looked at her and I was like I know this makes sense to you yes why would I do this but you know this is my path and I'm sure I'm going to use this degree at some point and I have I really have have continuously even after practicing but of yeah of course you have i mean it's all it is i you know it is i mean it makes up who you are it's guided you it's uh it's yeah. part of you it's like you you yeah it, all of it it matters so much and so i think that's what's so encouraging to folks that feel like they've gone on a path and it's not the right path or they've missed their calling but it's mm. it, it all makes sense in the end it truly does the the twists and the turns our lives take um, and where you end up, it's like, you know, one of the things that I learned so well being a practicing clinician myself um, and having, you know, for 20 years, you start to see, it's kind of like the, the seeker will see what they're looking for, right? So you start to see a lot of different people 
And if I didn't really work on emptying my cup before somebody came into my office, I don't know, you know, somebody who presented with uterine fibroids one day and another person another day, I could just be like, oh, they've got uterine fibroids, let's do this. Instead of really emptying my cup, focusing on the person, understanding more about the person than it is the presenting diagnosis or what have you, because I think that's how I really help people heal. And it's something that I worked really hard to do. It's just like continuing to empty my cup and see where things ended up. And I think that's... um, I think that's really important for life, right? You never know what day this is going to bring. You know, you never know what email you're going to get, what phone yes. call you're going to get, what kind of signal or sign. And so, you know, I, I think one of the things that I used to get upset about when I was younger, where people people would say, you know, just have faith. You, you Just have faith it's going to work out. And I'm like, I learned that I think you have to earn faith. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that you earn faith by being alive and going through the things like you have gone through, like losing a your marriage um, suddenly. Um, and but look at your yourself now, right? So y- you've earned faith that something as traumatic as that loss, you can not only go get through, but you can grow through and and continue to blossom and learn about yourself. And I think that's where people and and you know that was. That was too, that was just, you know, even, even the loss of, uh, the loss of the marriage. And this is what ends up happening for, for so many of us is that usually that triggering event that starts your awakening is usually only the tip of the iceberg. And that's why a lot of people, um, feel a little afraid, actually a little hesitant to go into, um, into these deeper existential questions and into these deeper levels of consciousness, because as soon as you, as you dip below the surface, there's more there. And that's what ended up happening to me. You know, my, my, the culmination of my spiritual awakening was my marriage falling apart. But as soon as I started to do a rewind on my entire life, there was significant trauma, some of which I didn't remember that, that I wasn't accessing, that I was blocking the healing to, that I didn't at the time even have tools to understand how to heal. And so I just kept, you know, plowing forward, especially, you know, being a good American, um, you know, we're just taught very early on that hustle, hustle, Mm. hustle, keep going, keep going, keep doing, keep doing. And this is very detrimental to us, very, very detrimental to us because in so many moments of our lives, we need to stop and go inward. And that's what the COVID pandemic really did. That's why it was such a huge awakening moment for so many people because we were forced to stop. And so as soon as I started to go into deeper and deeper layers of healing, certain things started to become uncovered, deeper trauma that I already knew I had from childhood, but even deeper trauma that I didn't know I had from childhood. And that started to surface the moment that I took the invitation of life to go deeper, to heal deeply. And those that, that moment of the spiritual awakening isn't comfortable, right? You need a certain level of courage and resilience to say to the universe, to say to life, to say to your body, I'm going to go as deeply as you want me Mm. to go. Please show me, show me whatever trauma is housed. Please show me and I'll follow. And as soon as I, I said that to my body, I just kept following and I kept following and a lot of painful things kept being unearthed. But eventually what ends up happening is when you have that kind of load on top of you, which is trauma, trauma ends up being a load. You can pretend it's not there, but you are carrying it every single day until it's healed. And so as soon as you start to heal it, then the load starts to 
to come off and you start to feel lighter and lighter and more joy comes in and more purpose comes in. And you're actually glad to be down here. You're intimately connected to all things, but it's a process, right? And, and, and it's a process of going more deeply into the traumas and into the, the painful things that we have that have been unhealed because we've never been taught really how to heal. If you look at, you know, if you, if you look at our school system, nobody teaches us how to heal. Nobody teaches us how to connect with our emotions, how to, how to mm. move through pain, no. how to, you know, we, right. Like, yes. don't you think that this Start would be early. really, really amazing for children to learn? I mean, exactly. especially with the pandemic and the uncertainty and the change and the overwhelming messaging of fear that was infused through all of us. Yeah. Um, on, and on many different levels, um, for many different things during the pandemic. Uh, it, it, yes, this is a, definitely a tool. So I think this brings me to one of my last questions. So you have a YouTube channel that you can reach people through. I want you to talk about that. And also, what's the process for somebody who is listening and is like, you know what, I've been thinking about this as well. And I might want to connect with her to have some guidance through whether it's a life transition, whether it is, I just want to open up more. There's got to be more than this, as you were saying, <laughs> the, the white picket fence and perhaps a marriage and a couple of kids and a car and belongings and such. So how, what's the process of people getting to reach out to you and work with you? Yeah. So, so the first way, probably the, the easiest way is for people just head over to YouTube and, and just, you know, right on the search bar, just put in Christina Lopes. My channel will pop up pretty easily. And there are dozens and dozens and dozens of videos. There's just so much content. We put our heart and soul, my team and I really put our heart and soul into our YouTube content. Um, and it's, you know, our, our YouTube videos are very, very detailed, very structured. We even have accompanying workbooks, free workbooks that, that are go with, with our YouTube videos. So when you enter my YouTube channel, it's like you go into kind of a personal development, uh, you know, sp dash spirituality uh, courses, just videos after videos. Um, and that's usually how people connect with me first. So they'll, so they'll watch quite a few videos. I have people messaging me saying, you know, I just binge watched your whole entire uh, channel over the weekend. And, <laughs> and so then they'll usually start there because there are just so much, so many free tools that we provide on, on our YouTube channel. And so I would start there. And then if people want to go deeper than the free content that I have out, then they usually head over to my website. Um, I, I do a yearly, I do a one, one in-person retreat a year. Um, and I also provide a couple of online courses. So if people want to go deeper and actually uh, pay to work more deeply with me, I have coaching courses and I have other, um, a couple of other courses on, on the website. But I think for the majority of people, the, the, the easiest way to start is just going over to my YouTube channel and just checking out a few of my videos and seeing if they resonate with me and with my message and, um, you know, the tools that are provided for free on there and then go deeper from there. That's great. I mean, I love when somebody has something to offer and will will give that give, 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 not asking first that you can just know that this work is really important, that these tools are really important and that you have a place. And I think that's the beauty of, I mean, I know social media gets a lot of flack sometimes, but it's like, can you use it for good or evil? I ask, you know, and it's like, exactly. when you use it for good, I think it's the best thing in the world. So, well, it's been so amazing talking to you. And I just, um, calling in all the way from Portugal. Um, but yes, folks, it is Christina Lopes, L-O-P-E-S. 
So uh, the website is christina-lopes.com. Your Instagram is at heartalchemist. Really important. Yes, the Heart Alchemist. But people people can find me there also just looking up my name. That's probably the easiest way if they don't remember my handle. Yeah. Christina Lopes and then that YouTube channel that offers a lot of content. So like I said, timely conversation. Um, There's been a lot going on in the world. And sometimes the safest place is to go inward and get myopic and learn a little bit more about... Because, you know, I think, Christina, that that famous saying is the world is not how it is. It's how we are, right? (laughs) And so... Mm. um, if you no want question. Yeah, if you want to change the world, it's like get inside and change um, what's going on and some of those thoughts and beliefs and stuff. And so the work is there for everybody. And thank you so much for being who you are, doing what you've done and facilitating it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. All right, mindful listeners, it's such a pleasure. And thank you once again for spending part of your day with us. And we'll see you next time.